sit down, buckle up, and grab the wheel. You're in for a wild ride on the Internet Marketing Muscle Podcast. Join host Bill Davis to learn how to build your business, pump up your mindset, and boost your productivity, and always put some muscle in your internet marketing. Hey, and welcome back to Internet Marketing Muscle Podcast, episode number 103. I'm dedicating this one to the cat. Yes, my cat. His name is Magnus. If you follow me on Facebook, you'll know what I, you'll know that I'm being especially sarcastic. I was going to do this podcast last night after a nap, and as I got up, he started meowing all throughout the house. And now he's done this all of his life, but it was especially infuriating last night. So I decided just to go back to sleep. So doing this podcast a little bit late. So let's get started. Last time we talked about starting a blog. Well, it seems appropriate that this time we talk about finishing your blog. Okay, you never finish a blog, but that's really okay. Because the idea with a blog is that you keep adding to it as time passes, and you share your knowledge, experiences, and ideas. Your body of work grows. The blog grows. Your readership loves it, your subscribers love it, and Google loves it. In fact, a blog that gets updated regularly is a wonderful thing for all of those reasons and more. But you may come to a point where you quote-unquote, run out of things to write about. So I'm going to give you some ideas. Try this. What's your blog about? What's your interest? What's your passion? Those things should align. Go to Google and begin typing a phrase about your blog. For example, say your blog is about smartphones. Type in smartphone in Google. See what Google suggests. Write those down in a notebook or record them in Evernote. Those are good quality keyword phrases that you want to keep in mind. Number one, you know Google is ranking them high because they're suggesting them. So you're going to get good search engine traffic if you write about those topics. But number two, it may spark some ideas for you. Now, go to the search results page and check out the number one and number two results. Okay. Those are the sites that are getting the majority, like 60 to 80% of all the traffic generated from that page. Really take a look at those. See what they're writing about. Then go to the bottom. What's listed under the searches related to smartphones? Write those down or or record those in Evernote. More keyword phrase suggestions. Okay, so if that's not enough... If you're not inspired yet, we'll try this. Do another search, this time with quote-unquote smartphone blog. What's there? Anything interesting? Anything that's going to inspire you? Anything at all that gets the creative juices flowing? If not, I hate to say it, but maybe you picked the wrong niche. You probably should should have picked out something that you're passionate about because if you're gung-ho about a subject, you can write forever. I know, I've done it, and I continue to do it. You can learn more about how to create content from my Ultimate Guide to Blogging series on Kindle. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's talk about mindset. This one comes from a book that I got from a boss's boss many, many years ago in the 90s, early 90s. When I was doing retail, I was a store manager for a sporting goods chain. 
and my manager or my supervisor's boss um, was really into the inspirational stuff. He had been a Cal quarterback back in the day. He was a superstar in the company. Um, he mentored me. He was a great guy. Still is, actually. And we, and we still do keep in touch. Um, but this one comes from The Magic Thinking Big. And, it, and it's simply this. You are what you think you are. Think about that again. You are what you think you are. And how you think determines how you act. And how you act determines how others react to you. As an example, do this the next time you go out. And this works really well at concerts. I've done this myself. Just act like you belong there. Like on in backstage or in better seats. You will be surprised how far you get. People will treat you the way you're acting. And if you act like you belong there, there's a good chance they'll let you be. Now, caveat, and this is said tongue-in-cheek, don't come crying to me if you're arrested. All right? Be, be smart about this. But see, see how it works. The show notes will uh, have a link to the magic thinking big. All right. Now, typically in this segment, we talk about one life hack that is going to help you in your business, your personal life, your family life, you know, whatever. But this one is a collection of productivity tips that will help you get more done at work, whether that work is for yourself or for somebody else, whether you work in an office or whether you or, or at home. And this one is right from the Slackerize newsletter from a few months back. Let's talk about five ways to be more productive at work. And let's face it, if you don't get stuff done at work, there's a good chance that someday somebody will notice and either promote you, following the Dilbert principle, or fire you. And the odds of either happening is 50-50. If you're afraid of losing your job or don't want the promotion, because that promotion comes at huge costs, right? Follow these five tips. Number one, limit how much time you spend on non-vital tasks. I don't mean project work that's meaningful or jobs that you do to get paid. I mean stupid stuff like email and returning phone calls. Seriously, limit checking email to two to three times per day. And in the corporate world, if you miss an email from Joe, Joe will send another, and if he doesn't get a reply, he'll call you or just walk over. And spend just five to ten minutes each of those two to three times checking email. You'll save a ton of time and will be less stressed out. Put things on your calendar with alerts that say, check email, return phone calls, and spend just a few minutes doing that one, two, or three times per day. I suggest you do it once in the morning. That'll capture things that you missed the, from the day before, once in the middle of, the, of your workday, and once at the end. Number two, take regular breaks. Pushing through tasks that you really don't like or that are difficult is a recipe for crummy productivity. Instead of just pushing until you get it done, take a five to 10 minute break every, every hour. For one, you'll come back to the job at hand fresher. And your subconscious brain will tend to work through it even when you're not actively thinking about it. The end result will, you'll, will be that you feel better, you'll come back with more energy, and you might even come back with a better way of doing something. Number three, set self-imposed deadlines. 
For projects that are open-ended or really far off, give yourself deadlines to complete milestones within each task. There's nothing worse than waiting till the last minute to do it all when you could have taken your time and gotten all the work done in little chunks, weeks or even months ago. Number four, decline all but mandatory meetings. Now this is easier said than done, especially in the corporate world. But don't be the office space guy who just doesn't give a crap anymore. However, be selective with whom you share your office time. Think of it this way. If you have things to do that only you can do, how can being in a meeting help you get what's done, done? It can't, so decline that meeting or suggest a different time. However, if you can get somebody to take away some of your responsibilities, by all means accept that meeting. You actually might learn something. It might be productive. And number five, last but not least, certainly not least, and this could be talked about all by itself, don't multitask. Multitasking is just another way of saying, I didn't get crap done because I tried to do too much. Instead, break up everything you do into very small tasks and complete one task at a time. Give yourself two minutes to accomplish each task. That's how far you have to break them down. All right? And you again, here's a little plug for the Slacker Eyes newsletter. Links in the show notes. Final thoughts. I want to thank you for listening, and I'd really like you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and if you could, leave a review. I'd really appreciate that. Also, sign up for podcast notifications at the website, internetmarketingmuscle.com, and just go to the podcasts menu item at the top. There you can sign up for exclusive insider tips, members-only announcements, upcoming podcast topics, and tools to help your business. And again, everything here will be in the show notes, so enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks for listening in. Don't forget to go to internetmarketingmuscle.com for your show notes and to subscribe for future podcast announcements. And please leave a review on iTunes. Thanks, and see you next time.